Hi, this is Derek Amiel, Ferris State University's PTM Director, and you're listening to the PTM Podcast. Hi, and welcome to Episode 10 of the PTM Podcast, powered by Racket Sports U. I'm your host, Chris Michalowski, a PTMer known as Coach Mick, broadcasting right here from warm and sunny Orlando, Florida. Well, now that I'm not a director of tennis anymore, I actually pay for my kids' tennis, which makes me what? It makes me a tennis parent. I get the chance to experience the view from the other side now, which does open up my eyes to what parents were thinking when I was coaching and maybe uh, what they're still thinking today and help you out. But originally, this podcast was going to be about parenting. Then I realized, man, this is going to be like an hour and a half. We can talk about that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break it down into some different podcasts, and I'll actually... Uh, do a webinar with a couple of pros that I know are really good with dealing with parents. So hopefully you'll get a chance to check those out. But I do have a lot of parenting stories and I'll save the best for later episode. But let's get started with an easy one that might relate to today's quick tip. It's story time with Coach Mick. All right. So when I was uh, just starting out, maybe a couple, three years into the business at my club, I you know, when I first moved to this club, uh, they were trying to get a, a tennis program going at the resort and they wanted to make it more of a health club for just not resort guests, but for uh, local members as well. And so I changed all the names of the classes. They already had it going a little bit. I just came in to hopefully change things around a little bit. So anyway, the class names were Wimpleton, Junior Development, Junior Competitive, Junior Excellence, and Junior Tournament, which was like our high-performance players, in that order, right? And I had this woman whose daughter was in one of our junior competitive classes. We had a couple of them and her daughter out of the 16 players in that class was probably about number 12. So she was definitely at the lower end of that class. And she called me and she was insisting that I move her daughter up to junior excellence. And I said, Hey, look it, if I move your daughter up to junior excellence, I'm gonna have to move 11 more kids up to junior excellence. Great. Then go ahead and do that. I'm like, well, I can't do that. I need three more courts. I need three more pros for junior excellence. We don't have the courts. I don't have the pros for the times that we run it. And so we just kept going back and forth for like an hour. And it basically boiled down to if I didn't uh, move her child to junior excellence, she was going to quit the program. So as a last Hail Mary pass in this conversation, I said, you know what? Why don't we just call your daughter's class junior excellence too? And she was like, okay, that works for me. So it was the exact same class, exact same days and times, but we just changed the name. So that was, uh, I got lucky on that one, but it's usually not going to work that way. But there are ways that you can get creative. But the key here is going to be to hold your ground, which I really didn't do in that situation. I kind of caved a little bit, but let's see if we can still tie this in with today's quick tip. And now today's quick tip on the PTM podcast. All right. So like I just said, the, the uh, today's quick tip is hold your ground when people try to manipulate the system. Well, the key is, is to have a good system. So it's tough to manipulate. Number one, when it comes to like, let's say parents and, and their kids, the more info you can send a parent's way, the less questions they're going to have. And you will not have to hold your ground as often. There's going to be less friction. So you want to give them as much information as you can on policies and special events and how their kids are progressing and the classes and what the rules are, ages and how they're moving up and down and from class to class. I mean, parents want to know that stuff. And that's one thing actually that parents do care about is what class their child is in. I get that all the time, like the story we talked about. So you need to have clear guidelines for how players get placed in classes and what their criteria are for moving up. 
They'll try to manipulate the system with anything that, hey, those days don't work. Those times don't work. You know, their friends are in those classes. Doesn't work with our carpool. That's just not convenient for us. Well, I can't move the days and times of this class when there's already 20 kids in it just because it's not convenient for you. So you've got to have those guidelines set. And one tip I try to do, and I actually did this this week when it comes to putting kids in classes, I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old, and they're going to be starting actually next week. And so I went to the pro in the class for my eight-year-old, and she said, well, he could go in this class or he could be in this class, which is a little bit better class. I know he's a good little athlete. And I said, hey, I'll make it easy on you. Let's put him in the lower class. And the reason I told her that, which she was, I'm sure, glad to hear, is that when you are debating between two classes for kids, and this is what I'll tell parents as well, I said, number one, put them in the lower class for two reasons. One, they might be a little less intimidated in that class. But number two, if you have to move the player, you're going to say, hey, you know what? You're way too good for this class. You need to move up. Rather than the other way, you're going to have to say, hey, you know what? You're not good enough for this class. We're going to move you down with these players that aren't as good. You can see where you have a much more of a positive situation in the first scenario there. And so that's my tip for what class to put a kid in. I've heard anything from, let's go back to how you place kids in classes. I've heard anything from, hey, the pros are going to decide, which is going to cause a lot of friction, to age and ability, to ranking and UTR, or even skill tests. I used to have skill tests and say, hey, you have to do 10 ups, 10 downs, 10 flip-flops in order to be in this class. And uh, just something to get the kids, uh, to give them a line to go by. But the point is that it's clearly spelled out, so there's no debate about it. You know, the one thing I had to do in the first week of my classes in junior development, junior competitive, and junior excellence was I used to run champs and challengers a whole first week and have the kids play champs and challengers points and keep track of the points won so we could establish a ladder. And so that meant I had to have all the areas of tennis covered. So they played, you know, ground stroke points, volleys, uh, overheads, serving points, return points, just regular points. And so everything was covered for the exact same amount of time. Everybody was in every situation the exact same amount of time. So a parent couldn't say, well, you know, you did ground strokes the whole time, but my kid's a volleyer, and that's why they're so low in the class. No, I did everything the same. And then I established a ladder, which was a pyramid ladder. So the the, the top person was at the top, like a set of bowling pins. And number two and three were on the second level. Four, five, and six were on the next, and seven, eight, nine, ten were on the bottom. And so if you were at the top of the pyramid, you could challenge up to the next class and you could challenge somebody in that class. And if you could beat them two out of three sets, you got to move up to that class. If you wanted to challenge in the class to get to the top, you could challenge anybody in the level above you. So if you were on level four, you could challenge any one of those three players above you. So if there was one that you knew you couldn't beat, but the other two you thought you could, well, just pick one of the other two. And all you had to do, I think I did it where you had to win a pro set against them up to eight. So it was pretty easy that way. And so if a parent said, hey, my son or daughter needs to move up to that class, you could say, well, actually, they're on level three, and I've given your child incentive of how they can do it. I've given your child a clear path on how they can move up. And if they don't want to move up and they want to just move up automatically, I'm sorry, it's the same rules for everybody. So remember, because if you break the rules for one child, you know, the other parents will expect you to break the rules for them, even if you have a good reason. So, and then you got to remember all of these rules, then, and you're going to have these tangled up reasons and excuses that you moved up. You know, you moved up Johnny. Why'd you do that? Well, I did that because of, and you forget. So, if you just have clear rules and guidelines, then you can stand firm. And really, it's not a huge deal. It usually boils down to one or two that might ruin your day, but clear rules and sticking to them. And communication is going to be the key and it's going to alleviate a lot of these headaches. 
I've got a ton of stories that I can tell you about parent stories, good stories, funny stories, crazy stories. And I'm going to drip these out over time because that's where, especially as entry-level pros, we feel a lot of pressure, especially dealing with a parent of one of the juniors in the program. But bottom line is, Hold to your ground and stick to your policies. Make sure there's good policies. You can always change your policies, and that's a lot easier than trying to make everybody happy all the time. Well, that wraps it up for episode 10 of the PTM Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, keeping your parents informed on what is going on will make your job easier, and that starts with the policies so you're all on the same page. Well, are you interested in a career in tennis or know someone who is? Or maybe you want to start a PTM program in your own area. Either way, go to ptmprograms.com and RSU will get you started. And don't forget, there's a huge need for quality coaches and RSU wants to meet you right where you're at and help you reach your destination in the racket sports industry. And as always, if you know someone who may benefit from the podcast, please share it with them and thank you in advance for your support. Well, I'm Coach Mick and want to thank you for listening and I hope you'll join me again for the next episode of the PTM Podcast. <laughs>